Growing Up with a growing understanding speech pathology. Conversations about children's development that will support you through your parenting journey. Welcome back to Growing Up with a Growing Understanding Speech Pathology. Today I am joined by Kimberly Lewis, who is also a speech pathologist and she's also general manager of a local early intervention service, Hunter Prelude. Kimberly is also a keyword sign instructor and she provides a number of workshops to families and to professionals who are wanting to learn more about keyword sign. You can find out more information about Hunter Prelude, the service that Kimberly works for, by looking at their Facebook page, Hunter Prelude. You can also find out more about the workshops available to families and professionals in Keyword Sign on the Keyword Sign New South Wales and the Keyword Sign Australia Facebook and social pages. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lauren. This is so um, exciting. It's a pleasure. We both have a love of podcasts, so it's lovely to have you on and to be a part of this new venture that we're launching into. Yeah, perfect. So, Kimberly, you're also a keyword sign instructor um, for other speech pathologists and for other professionals, and as well as being a speech pathologist and also the general manager, you're busy. How did how did this journey start for you? How did you become a speech pathologist, and how has that led to where you are now in terms of work and life? Yeah, so I am classic sort of wounded healer. I was um, born deaf in my right ear, obviously, when I was younger. And when I was about 14 or 15, I was diagnosed with something called Meniere's disease. So at that point in time, I started to get really interested in learning Auslan and sort of connecting to the deaf community. And when I was sort of going through high school and university, making some decisions about what I wanted to do, I decided that speech pathology was a pretty amazing profession to get into. And um, during that time at university, because I have Meniere's disease, it's actually a degenerative condition. And um, during uni, I started to lose a lot more of my hearing. So when I went into the workforce, I found this sort of natural connection with the disability sector. So most of the work that I've done is actually been with um, young children, adults who communicate um, non-verbally and use a lot of alternative communication. So when I started doing that and I learned about keyword sign, these sort of two parts of my life just sort of organically connected and I just fell in love with it. And so you're fluent in Auslan and you also use keyword sign as well. Can you tell me a little bit about the differences between what Auslan is and what keyword sign is for those that might not be as familiar as what we are with those terms? Yeah, so I, um, I've been learning Auslan for, I'm going to show my age here now, about 20 years um, on and off, but I'm certainly not a native signer. I wouldn't say I'm fluent in Auslan signing, but it's certainly a passion of mine. Um, and sort of the biggest difference I try and share with people is that Auslan is very much the language of the deaf community. And in keyword sign, we're borrowing those signs and putting it into a form of manual signing, which is actually an alternative augmentative communication method. So very much like as we use symbols for things like picture exchange communication or pod books or just visuals, we're doing something similar with keyword sign but using signing instead of pictures. And so for children, we'll say children, but, you know, really anyone who is having difficulties with their communication and verbal communication, keyword sign may be the, the 
communication mode that they use, not necessarily Auslan because that's part of the deaf community. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, children or like you said, adults as well, who they might be still developing their speech. So that's not to say that they won't ever use speech to communicate or they may not, they may be nonverbal and they need something as an alternative method. We'll often um, people will start teaching them signs or working with them to start learning keyword sign. And a lot of um, children in particular, we use a mix. So we talk a, a lot about sort of that multimodal communication. So the great, the great thing about keyword sign is that you don't need anything. You don't need to sort of physically have a pod book or you don't need your environment necessarily set up with pictures or visuals in there. It's very, you know, you, you can take it anywhere with you, much like you can with speech. But I think of, I often will um, talk about people about using both forms of communication for people in terms of um, supports because it also obviously relies on the person that you're talking to learning keyword sign as well. So having those two options, I think, just gives people more opportunities. Are you concerned about your child's communication and language skills? A growing understanding speech pathology will help you and your child grow confidence and communication skills. Visit agrowingunderstanding.com.au to make an appointment today. One of my favourite things about you, and it's my claim to fame when I, you know, talk about when I see you, is on the Weetbix ad that you're signing on the Weetbix ad. So whenever the Weetbix ad comes on, I say to anybody who's around me, look, I know Kimberly, I know her. Um, and a number of your videos um, on social media have also gone viral when you've um, been signing to particular songs as well. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. Um, you, yeah, I'm surprised how many people actually recognise me from that ad. Um, but it was such a fun experience, actually. I have been doing Auslan lessons with my Auslan teacher. So massive shout out to Anne Shepherd, who I'll let um, her know that we've done this. But yeah, we've been um, do a lot of some um, songs and signing with her, and I'm always check my signs with her, and we develop those things together. But uh, yeah, the week big sad obviously learned the entire song. And then this is like a five second clip of me saying, I think it's Aussie Kids, Week Bix Kids. But you know, it was definitely my 15 minutes of fame, so I'll claim it. But um, yeah, the story around the some of the other signing videos is actually a really cute one. So Abby, who will also be very excited that she's mentioned in this podcast. And I think you actually might know Abby. I do know Abby. So we've yeah. worked together since she, before she um, had her diagnosed hearing difficulties. Um, I worked with her when she was just a toddler, like just almost a baby. Um, I, we were working together and then that was in the public health system. And then um, more recently, we've been working together now that she's older so love 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 Abby so yes she will so be delighted to hear her name I, dropped oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah we must have passed the torch a little bit with Abby's speech pathology support because I picked her um up I was lucky enough to get connected with her when she was um yeah a toddler and um like most deaf children she has hearing parents so a mum connected with me to yeah support her with her communication through signing so I set her up on her journey through keyword side and then I actually handed her over to Ian my Auslan teacher because she definitely graduated from anything that I could offer her in terms of signing as a language or Auslan 
But yeah, Abby and I have gotten together with one of our friends, Croc, as well, and Pacific Harmony. Uh, we did a song with them, but yeah, Abby likes to choose songs and we do that together for a bit of fun. It gives us both an opportunity to learn more Auslan and it's really great, I think, to particularly for young deaf children to stay com- connected to sort of older deaf people in the community. And for anyone that's interested, uh, Abby's got a Facebook page, which is Auslan with Abby. And so she certainly shares a lot of her Auslan learnings with her community. And she enjoys doing lots of, yeah, lots of different media and lots of different fun things as she's learning Auslan. So she will be very excited to share in this opportunity in this conversation. Yeah, and definitely. Well. And it's a nice, um, it's sort of, for other parents who might be listening out there who you might have just learnt that your child has a hearing loss. It's a really nice sort of story that you can see through Abby's posts and her page because she's uses a hearing aid much like me and a cochlear implant to hear and she's had this really dynamic relationship with signing and speech as well because she's um her talking and probably um well thanks to you and the enormous amount of work her mum has done as well is actually pretty amazing. She's yeah, her intelligibility or the how easy it is to understand her is yeah she's she's done amazing work with her speech so um it's nice but her signing is also still you can see she has some beautiful thinking patterns like a signer as well we want to know who you'd like to hear from or what topics you would like us to discuss so we can continue to grow together Reach out via email to growing up at a growing understanding.com.au. So, I mean, you're busy now. You're managing an early intervention service. Do you, what's your experience now working with speech pathologists? Are you still practicing? Are you working as a speech pathologist, or are you now just working with speech pathologists and other professionals? Yeah. So I still have one family that I'm working for, and I think they would be very excited. They were named here as well. So Logan, he's an absolutely beautiful little boy, and not so little anymore. We've recently done a lot more keyword sign lately during COVID which was sort of the perfect moment to do a lot of online training and support for families as well but yeah I've just got I've just got the one I'm very lucky in, um, to stay connected to them for me as a general manager it's been really really important to yeah stay I guess current with my speech pathology skills but also the NDIS so obviously that's a really complex system it constantly changes so for me I'd like to really understand how that works because I'm making decisions that impact hundreds of families every day and we have a team of 40 so we have about 10 speech pathologists that we're supporting but again I've been lucky enough in my yeah my career journey to extend the leadership and coaching support I'm doing to not only speech pathologists but occupational therapists physiotherapists and teachers which is really exciting for us at Hunter Prelude as well. And, and I think the NDIS you, you touched on, it's really changed the way that we're delivering speech pathology services. How has that looked for the Hunter Prelude and um, a typically group-based early intervention service? How has your service model shifted and how speech pathologists and other professionals providing that early intervention service to families now? Yeah, the the Hunter Prelude story is, it's a really interesting one and I absolutely love it. I've been lucky enough to be the general manager there for nearly three years now. So I sort of stepped into that role, let's say six weeks before we transitioned into the NDIS from the previous government funding. So we are 35 plus years old at HP 
And yeah, originally started basically as a playgroup that was um, born out of the communities from Curry and Singleton and um, families to get extra support. So over, yeah, that few decades that has obviously changed so significantly. Um, but certainly with NDIS, we're, we're not at the moment providing group support through the NDIS. It's not to say that we won't. We definitely know there's some really cool stuff a lot of providers like a growing understanding are doing in terms of group-based support, particularly during the school holidays. Um, but we're providing transdisciplinary support under the NDIS for families. So really wrapping that team around children and families and working together collaboratively to make sure that they can achieve their goals. We do also do, we still do playgroups, which is really, really important for us. We sort of committed to continuing that during that transition period, but we now have um, five playgroups. So um, we've got um, one at Curry, Singleton, Thornton, um, Denman, and we've also got an online playgroup and we partner with Playgroup New South Wales and that's free and inclusive and children don't need funding to attend that. Yeah, and we've actually done some research with University of Newcastle and University of Sydney a few years ago that really showed us how important they were for the community to keep people connected. And there's a lot of really um, particularly isolated young women in their communities that need a bit more support, particularly during that early diagnosis phase, if that's their journey. So I'm very, very proud to lead an organisation that, that does that. Mm. Grow with us and join an active community of parents on Facebook at A Growing Understanding and Instagram, Grow Understanding. So for a family that is maybe in the early stages of diagnosis or they're just starting to identify that a child may be having some developmental challenges or they may be just discovering some hearing loss in particular because that's been your experience and main body of work as well what should they do how can they get some support um, with from services like yours in their local area yeah I mean we always recommend for families to be linking in with obviously their GP pediatricians but probably the um, first port of call in terms of looking at um, funded support is um, going straight to Northcott services for children who are in that naught to six or in the hunter uniting for children who are seven or older and those they've got a variety of coordinators or local area coordinators or planners who work in conjunction with NDIA that can really talk to families um and sit down and look at what's going on for their family what are their goals and um, what options or opportunities they might have to get some support we never we take a lot of as you would too we get a lot of phone calls from families who have heard of hunter prelude and they really just want they just don't know who else to talk to um so we have a, a team as well that can yeah sort of direct families into the right pathway to get some additional support we get a lot of families when they do call us we tell them um if you just want to come and connect come through to our play groups and there will be um we've got a team there that can also have a chat it can be really casual it can be a bit scary for some families especially in those early days when they're not sure what's going on but yeah our team we've got a, we've got playgrounds in some of our offices and they come have a play with some other kids and have a, a chat yeah and touch base with other mums um, or dads as well that might be in a similar boat and, and that's what's so nice is that it's not as scary as what it may appear it is a really daunting process to be launching into but there are services like yours and that 
are really quite easy to be able to link in with and connect with that's going to provide immense support. You mentioned uh, local providers for us, um, so in the Newcastle area of New South Wales, which is Northcott, and up towards the Hunter a little bit more, it's uniting. For anyone listening more broadly, um, the message in Australia at least is to contact your early intervention local provider. Um, So even just looking onto the NDIS website and linking in with the early intervention or the early childhood intervention provider that's in your local area contacting them and they'll be able to link you in with funding support which will also help you to access some of those services and things as well yeah awesome that's so great so lovely to chat to you thank you so much for coming in if you had one main tip for families what do you think that one main tip might be for new families on their journey of early intervention Um, what's something that works for you and the families that you're working with yeah in terms of keyword sign or just generally yeah maybe something around introducing keyword sign as something to support their child Yeah, I would just say to families, just take the pressure off yourselves. You know, it's really, signing's meant to be fun. Communication, speech pathology is meant to be fun. Early intervention is meant to be fun. And I always sort of say to families, okay, well, let's just find one sign that we can use in different different activities or different routines in the day. And let's pick a routine to start with and we'll start there and we can build on it. It's not about, um, I think some families in particular, get worried that they do need to learn Auslan. It's not, you don't need to learn a new language. This isn't about learning everything all in one go. Like I said, this is a, a journey around communication. So just picking one sign and picking it might be, you know, doing the more sign during bath time or during meal times or at night when you're reading a book or something that's really lovely and fun and positive for you and your child but you, no one's expecting you to be a speech pathologist that's what we're here for yeah and really keen to work in collaboration with families and saying that obviously parents know their child best so it's really about coming together and putting your two heads together to see what we can do to um yeah help your child um, talk and communicate Awesome. Love that. Thanks so much for jumping on today and joining us. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. If you found this podcast helpful, visit our website for resources, information and advice that will support you during your family's speech pathology journey and help your child grow.